0: Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. The Loras women's track and field team are national champions again as they defended their title at the NCAA Division III Track and Field Championships last weekend. In this episode, we talk about the team's success with student athletes and coaches as they reflect on another successful year. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm joined by senior Tariana Black, as well as the coaching staff, Head Coach Matt Jones, and Assistant Coaches Bob Schultz, Ethan Adelfinger, and Mason Tangent. Everybody, welcome to the DoHawk Digest, and congratulations on a tremendously successful year.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I Thank appreciate us
0: having this. So, it's been a few days. Has it sunk in yet? How is everybody feeling?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Bits and pieces, yeah. Just getting back to, trying to get back into the swing of things. A um, little sense of reality. Um, what actually happened over the, the three days. Um, maybe not fully set in just yet. Um, I, I know in reflection it has felt a little bit different than the 19.
0: Sure. So, well... Uh, going into this weekend how were you feeling about it i know you've, you've been through this once before 19 we've won a national championship we have a weird year where nothing happens and then we come back this year you're going into into greensboro you guys go through your practices how are you feeling what was it feeling like you know this is this is going to happen again or is like you know we've got a good chance or we'll just see what happens
2: for me oh. go yeah go ahead for me, going into the weekend, I felt pretty confident in the team. I knew that as long as we all did our part, that it would come together full circle. And I knew it would be a tight race to first, but I feel like we all put in that hard work in order to come out on top and be successful. Sure.
1: I just thought we were clicking at the right time. Um, it started back at conference. Um, I, I always say you can never have a perfect weekend, perfect meet. Um, our conference meet was about as close as it was going to get. Um, and then going into last chance um, on, on both the men's and women's side we added a couple uh, more qualifiers in there i thought we looked really good um, and they looked focused um, and had a good time on the way um, to greensboro even though we had an early morning departure on tuesday so i felt very good going in um, you know to terry on this point uh, there were some good teams there we knew obviously w lacrosse was going to be a team that we were going to have to battle with um, and SUNY geneseo wasn't large in numbers um, but they packed a, a, a very powerful punch, similar to the formula that we won with in 2019.
0: So normally when you you win a championship, you come back the next year, you kind of feel like, well, we're going to defend this. We've, we've got something to prove. A whole year goes by where you guys don't – there's no defending anything. Nobody gets to compete. Did it have that sense of, all right, this is our title to defend, or did it feel kind of more like a level playing field this time?
3: I think for our returners like Terry, like Cassie – the girls that had been there and been scores and been All-Americans in 2019, I feel like in talking to them, they definitely felt like, even though we graduated some great people like Gabby, that we still had uh, the tools, the people in place to get that done. Um, and I think it's a credit to the ladies that in spite of gra- graduating Gabby, we actually scored more points this year when we won than we did in 2019. Um, so I think it was a, a great team effort Uh, as far as field events sprints hurdles distance i mean we were blessed to be very very busy all three days which was pretty awesome
0: nice so so, teriyana having been through this already once in 2019 did it did it help to have been through it or did it feel like a totally new experience this time
2: i would say it helped that i had already been through it before I was just kind of there to help the other girls who were at nationals for the first time as underclassmen and just be there to support them because I know exactly how it feels to you know, have the eyes on you. Because a few years ago, Loris wasn't the team that people were expecting to you know, just perform well and now we are that team. So that says a lot about this program and the culture that the team from 2019 built. And I'm hoping that this will continue in years on.
0: Yeah. So Matt and Bob, can you speak that too? I mean, you've, you've coached through a national title and you come back again. What was it like this time? Um, did it feel differently or did it feel like, you know, we've, we've had this experience. We can, it feels a little easier this time.
1: Um, I mean, personally, I thought this was was significantly different. Um, you know, Bob had already mentioned Gabby, one of the most decorated, if not the most, the most decorated um, athlete in Lawrence College history in, in any sport. Um, so obviously that was a, a huge missing piece. Um, but I had mentioned to our staff um, a, a few weeks back that even if this team did not win it in 2021, that I thought this was a, a better team because we were deeper across the board. Um, and our entries reflect that at the national championships, um, and then you know you look at the the comparison in the four by one teams, you know they won in 19, they won in 21. And we we're in a little bit faster in 21, even though we lost the the second fastest um, woman in Division Three history in the hundred. So completely different feel. Um, Terriana spoke about the um, the lack of experience with the, the group, um, but we had mentioned this a little bit. Or I had mentioned this a little bit to the sprint and hurdle group that. Everybody is inexperienced. It had been three championships um, since someone had a chance to compete. So any sophomores had never had a chance to compete in an NCAA championship. Clearly no freshmen, um, really. And there were juniors and seniors that might have been at their first two because they hadn't developed to that level yet. So I think it was pretty pretty level across the board. Um, I think that experience uh, for the teams up front, the SUNY Geneseos, the and ourselves, that helped us a little bit showing up in Greensboro. Sure.
0: Ethan, this is a new experience for you. You've, you started at the... Sorry, cross country coach starting oh in twenty nineteen. So you know, right after this, this the the national title team comes through for track. So this is your first, and Mason, it's your first time too. What was it like for you guys coaching and kind of getting helping getting the athletes ready for this weekend?
4: Yeah, I got a lot of jokes. I think right before I started at Lawrence College, that hey, probably the year before starting there would have been the the good year. Obviously, following up with that national championship uh, in twenty nineteen. But, uh, you know, with with the national championship, I've never actually liked the term defending a national championship because that one's in trophy case. Like, we could have scored zero points this past weekend. We don't lose the 2019 uh, outdoor championship. That team was great, and they accomplished what they did. But kind of like what Jones was saying, this is a brand new slate, uh, fresh page for this group of athletes. Uh, There are some obviously similar faces, but there are a lot of new faces. I think we said there's three athletes that were a part four, okay, that were on that 2019 team, they're also gonna represent us uh, in 2021. So this was this team's legacy. So I think it's you know it's human nature to compare it to years past, but that's, I think, a trap that we could have fallen into is, hey, how do we compare to that 2019, 2019 team um, on paper or their performances when it really, that has nothing to do with this year's championship. Like Jones said, we might have been a better team, but on any given day, we could have won, we could have lost, but this team really carried themselves exceptionally well for only having again four returners out of that uh that group in 2019.
5: Um for me it, I kind of try to look at every meet as the same I mean I know it's nationals but I mean if I get caught up in that it's nationals I think I'm going to coach differently and the way that I coached all season I and mean, obviously worked you know bringing field event athletes to nationals was something that you know it was a test that I was you know, brought in to do. Um, so I didn't want to get caught up in the fact that we're in Greensboro, the fact that it's Nationals. Um, you know, we went down there to practice and I tried to simulate what we do here down in Greensboro from our practice routines to the drills that we do to just the, the casual run-throughs because I just want to make sure everybody's comfortable. Um, it, Like I said, it sounds stupid, but I don't want to get caught up in The national stuff I think that's why it still hasn't hit me yet that we did what we did Um, but I think it also worked out I think um, you know I brought three field event athletes with me that have never been to a national championship before and they all performed pretty well Um, I think that's it's it's because of the way that we prepared during the week not getting caught up in you know, it's Nationals, you got to look at the person to your left, the person to your right. It's just get there. I mean, Jones says it all the time. If you perform the way that you did to get to Nationals, you're going to do pretty well. Um, and so we went into the mindset of a field event group of, hey, just go for a PR. You know, you can only control what you can control. Um, but if you PR at Nationals, you can have a pretty good day and, you know, just let the chips fall where they do.
0: Sure. So speaking of field events, Terry, you ended, the you know, day three ends with your on the field, needing, needing to, to get the you know, fourth place. <laughs> did you know that before you 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 did your jump?
2: Um, going into jumps in the preliminary round, I got off to a rough start. I scratched my first two jumps, so that third jump I had to get at least a decent enough mark in to make it to finals. I ended up doing that, and then Mason tells me, like, hey, Terry, you have to finish fourth so we can finish first. And at that moment, I kind of felt a little pressure, but I just took a deep breath, and I just acted like, you know, that wasn't what was on the table at the moment. So my first two jumps and finals, they were decent, and then my final attempt, I was feeling very much confident, and unfortunately, I popped my hamstring. But... (laughs) For this team, I was willing to, like, go through some pain in order for us to come out on top. Because these girls, they worked hard all season, and we've just been so supportive of each other. So if it meant that I was leaving out on crutches, so be it. <laughs> you
0: sacrificed your hamstring to get a national yes. title. <laughs> well, so, and it, it, you, know, you had a, a great weekend anyway. You finished second in the 100-meter. Mm-hmm. And you were part of the, the 4 by 100 meter relay team that defended the national did you guys defend your title yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what was I mean it was a successful weekend for you but then you when you look back on that now and look at the way yeah you're on crutches you're yeah but you you clearly left it all in the field I mean could you be did this go could this have gone any better for you
2: I don't think it could have gone any better. I feel like it was a perfect ending for me. And a lot of people don't know this 4x1 team has been through some adversity. There were times where we faced injuries and we couldn't run our A squad for a while. But we had freshmen like Kelly Koloff really step up and make sure that the job got done for us to be successful as a team.
0: Yeah, well, and that four by one hundred team it also included Stevie Lamb, um, Alyssa Fadenhauer, and Marion Edwards. Mm -hmm. So that's four. That's your A team, and that that was tremendous. You guys did a great job. So, and Terry, I'm going to ask you one more question too about. So you've stuck around. So from 2019, you've you've put in some time at Laura's here to stick around. And (laughs) and what was it like to? What was your mindset to to come through this this final year, knowing like this is I mean we didn't get to ch- we didn't get a chance to compete last year. I want to stick her on. I want to do this. What was your mindset going into this season, you know, not even knowing for sure that it was going to happen?
2: Hearing the news back in 2020 that we wouldn't have the opportunity to compete at the championships, that hurt so much. And there was no doubt in my mind that I needed to come back and complete the unfinished business that was left on the table. And just coming back that has meant everything to me. The coaches and other athletes, they've been so supportive of me throughout this journey. And I couldn't ask for more better teammates and coaches throughout this process.
0: Well, so you are one of the two main seniors who, who had a major impact this year, the other one being Cassie Rosenbaum, who it seemed like every time she took on the she stepped on the track they were, were yeah, there was another record broken or something like that. So when you look back on the season, the impact that Terry's had and, and Cassie's had, what kind of
3: leadership did they provide to this team? Well, for Cassie, she's a super hard worker. Um, she does the stuff that she needs to do to be successful, not just at practice, but, but outside. Um, she's not like a, a vocal leader that's going to get on girls for not doing what they're supposed to do. But she definitely leads by example by, you know, her work ethic, training daily. Um, she has a history of injuries um, dating back to high school. So she's not someone who can run seven days a week, but she's great about getting to the pool and biking and uh, not just going through the motions, but, you know, working very, very hard. Um, and she's also very confident. It, it doesn't seem like whatever stage we're on, um, phases her and, and tends to step up, um, and I think T's the same way, you know, the bigger the meet, the better she does, um, and you just love having people like that on your team, because then I think it helps put the younger athletes at ease and gives them confidence when they see their teammates, the bigger the stage, the, the better that they do.
0: Well, and so in addition to, to Cassie and, and Terry, you had quite a few of the the younger Athletes step up. Between apps, we mentioned uh, Marion earlier and Stevie Lamb, Alyssa. I mean, what was kind of when you look at the the makeup team? You, Matt, you mentioned this is the the deepest, you know, much deeper team. Um, how does that come about? How do you, are, how are you able to develop such a deep team um, compared to previous years?
1: Um, I, and this goes back to 2019. Uh, one of the first groups of people that I contacted. Um, was the 16, 17, 18 classes that I graduated before them. Uh, You know, seven, eight years ago, we weren't very good in the sprints. And and it took some time, and it took some kids that were willing to put in the work, that enjoyed the sport, um, help mold the culture. Um, And as we started to develop and post times that were a little bit more impressive to high school kids, it allowed us to... Kind of open up a new pool of recruits, um, and that allowed us to bring in some of the 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 Tarianas and the and the Gabbies and the Bellas sources of the world to um, really help springboard the current underclassmen group, um, and all of that comes, you know, full circle. So it's it's weird, you know, and I let them know this when I contact them about you know you laid the foundation that you're still making an impact on this program two or three years out of graduation, and it's true, um, and much the same to to Tariana and this group of women when they when they move forward um when i'm on the phone with um prospective um, student-athletes Terryon's name is going to be used as as someone that has been through our program you know ran this time in high school and and left with this this time and this legacy and these honors and um so on and so forth so i think that's been a huge huge part of it It's just been the success we've had has led to more successful recruiting classes
0: when you look at this this past year no no competition last year athletes coming back but what was the mindset of, of the student athletes when they came back? Was it, um, I don't know, Tariq, you mentioned you're ready to go, but was that kind of across the board? Everybody seemed like they're really amped and ready to go. Were they? Was there a little bit, a little bit kind of hesitation on it, or were there people like overly amped, like okay, you got to scale back. We still gotta, we still gotta do get the work done.
1: I mean, a little bit of, of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest with you, I would say the majority of them came back focused. Um, I don't think anyone necessarily overtrained just because of the the lack of. Access to places during during COVID, um, I, I I mentioned a lot, and I think they did a good job of talking as a group, as you never know when we're going to get that call, when when you know things are opening back up, we're going to get a chance to compete. Um, I think one of the, the better things that happened to us too was, and I, and I mentioned this in an interview a few months back, was watching the D1s, the D2s, the JUCOs, and the NAIs have an indoor national championship. Instead of being angry about not getting their chance, um, it motivated them. Um, because you never know what's going to happen in the outdoor season, and um, things were starting to get a little bit better uh, the longer we got into the outdoor season, and they did a heck of a job um, in the fall um, over Christmas break and, and all through the indoor season to keep themselves ready um, to put on a performance like they had this last weekend in Greensboro. Okay,
0: so uh, with the championship year, also that comes with accolades, and Terriana, you end up being uh, Athlete of the Year, Regional Athlete of the Year, through the I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. <laughs> United States track and field and cross country coaching association, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. very good. One shot. <laughs> That'll never happen again. So you, you walk away with the regional awards, coach, you also get the Matt, you also get the same thing. And then you go you go to I mean, what kind of confidence boost is that as you go into nationals to have like, wow, I've gotten recognized for all you for what I've accomplished. Or didn't matter. It was just like, hey, that's great. I'm moving on to nationals. My focus is on the national championship.
2: Yeah, for me, it necessarily didn't matter to me because I, I already knew that all eyes would kind of be on me going in. I was the number two seed, and people had known about the great season I had on both the sprints and jump side of things. And going to nationals is just a clean slate for everybody. And whatever you were going into nationals, that's not guaranteed. So at the national level, you have to work for what you want.
0: Okay. And coach, so, you know, speaking of accolades, so you walk away not only with the national title, but you also end up with the USTFCCCA it's coach. Twice in a row. Twice a <laughs> Oh, that's why I went with the abbreviation. It's a lot easier. Um, so the, the women's track and field head coach of the year. So it's becoming, you know, so two, two seasons, you win a national championship, become coach of the year. Is this just old hat now? It's just like, all right, this is another year. We'll do this again next time.
1: Uh, I mean, with the success uh, the accolades are going to follow, um, it, that stuff doesn't matter to me. It looks great in a resume. Mm-hmm. Um, but their performances and what they do um, allow me to, to earn those um, kind of awards. Uh, you know, I had a pretty good feeling after we won uh, that the National uh, Coach of the Year um, accolades would be coming. Um, and not to put them on the spot, I actually, I was a little upset about the awards. Uh, I thought Mason um, deserved the assistant coach of the year uh, within the region. Uh, he put 99 points on the board in the field events out of the 247 points that we scored at the conference meet. Um, a lot of entries there. Um, I just felt that his resume stacked up with the new ones out there. Um, so, you know, I, I it's one that he had not won. Um, and so that was something that was. Did not sit well with me, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, uh, it, you know, we continue to perform like that um, at the NCAA championship level and throughout the, the regular season, and we win conference titles and things like that. Some of those accolades are going to fall into the head coach's um, lap, no matter who that person is. So, um, I, I it's not that I'm not appreciative. I don't want to make it sound like that, but um, their performance is, is what allows that you know for, for me to, to bolster my resume, I guess you could say, uh, with some of those accolades.
0: If it really comes down to the the student athletes and their performances yeah, that really. Hundred can... percent. Started, they don't
1: perform well. I look like a terrible coach. So <laughs> they perform great, and, and uh, you know you, you get regional and national awards. So yeah.
0: So Ethan and Mason, having gone through this now, you're you know obviously still kind of floating up in the clouds. Yet you, you got a championship. But what does this mean to you guys moving forward? You know, coaching is this does impact how you approach it, or is this kind of solidify how you uh, work with the student athletes, or is it ever an evolving I think, process?
1: I think
5: it's just going to push me harder. I mean, being at nationals, bringing athletes to nationals, I think I just set a standard for myself. Um, I always want to break that standard. I mean, we broke a streak of not having a thrower at nationals, and I brought two. um, But we're still on a streak on the guy side. So now it's work to get the guys there and get more guy jumpers there. Um, So I think this is just going to motivate me more to to recruit harder, to coach harder, to train harder, to train smarter. and try to develop kids a little bit more so we can get more kids at nationals because obviously if there's more field events um, at nationals it helps out on the sprint side and the distance side um, so i think it's just going to motivate me a little bit more to push myself and my my athletes a little bit more so we can help out the team on the national and the conference stage
4: yeah, yeah i know i'm the, the youngest guy here and these guys always give me a hard time for it but this wasn't <laughs> like you know my very first experience with it i i luckily Previous colleges had similar experiences, so it, it's still the same motivation. I always thought, you know, you have these experiences, you, know, you see in that profession, the older coaches, uh, they, they check that box and it's like, all right, we won a national title, I can retire now. Like, I'm way too far away from that stage in life that, you know, it motivates me to, again, you want it, you know, more for the next group because it, it's inevitable, you're gonna have people graduate, you're gonna have new freshmen. That's what I think I love most about, you know, a high-level program is, A lot of new faces get that same opportunity and they get to have those same smiles on their faces that same excitement when it's their first time so i think you know for coaches sometimes when it's you know number two or whatever uh it probably doesn't have the the same effect for your total feeling but you still get that same emotional high for each first one uh, for those student athletes so like you know mason said i look at our men's program those guys are hungry they've seen what the women have done now twice in a row I'm sure that they want to get a national title on their side uh, with the cross-country side of things and this is a track and field you know podcast we're doing but you know the women's team has not made it in 20some years that's you know I think motivation for them to make that breakthrough um, obviously we'd love to be trophy teams on that side of things and obviously bring our distance group um, some support at the track and field I me mean, Cassie did a, a phenomenal job but that's just one person how can we get two people, three people, four people they're scoring, and really create that entire team feeling of having plenty of sprinters, jumpers, throwers, distance kids, uh, all contributing to that, that final team outcome. All
0: right. So, so my major takeaway from this podcast is Ethan Adelfinger is not ready to retire. <laughs> <laughs> not anytime soon. Well, real quickly, let's jump over to the men's side because the men finished 10th. There was no, there's no slouch on that side either. I mean, they had uh, Mike Jossa who ended up being the national title winner in the 800 meter. Um, Ryan Rogers ends up fifth in the decathlon sets actually a school record for decathlon points. And then the four by 400 team finished the second overall. I mean, so there's it's not like they, they didn't win a national title but it's not like they're they're coming up way behind there they're, there's definitely talent there to to be mined for for more success moving forward
1: yeah no doubt um, and and unfortunately for the men's program it's kind of been the same story for for a couple of years um, in 2018 uh, the men finished higher than the women the, the men have actually been a little bit more consistent Um really since the arrival of, of Patrick Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, and the women have slowly started to grow and grow and grow, and obviously they've, they've kind of hit that, that peak. Um, but yeah, the, the men um, have done nothing um, you know, to, to, to not talk about or speak about, because um, they've done a great job. You know, you mentioned Mike, um, you know, Mike had a phenomenal year from indoor to outdoor, um, just very consistent all year. Uh, ironically enough, he lost eight hundred all year long, and it was to his teammate, Carter Oberfell who got hurt and didn't even get to go to the NCAA Championships in the Open 800. So um, it, it's a great group of, of younger guys. I'd say the men's team's probably a little bit younger. Uh, the Ryan Harveys of the world uh, ran a very good race, unfortunately fell into the wrong heat of the 1,500, and maybe it's a completely different outcome for him. Uh, this was Josh Smith's first outdoor um, individual race, um, and he handled himself very well in, in the 100. Um, unfortunately got out-leaned right at the line in his heat um, and missed making the finals by .01 in the hundred meter dash um, as an automatic qualifier. So we were a little bit closer to having a better weekend than what we had. Um, but you know, I'm never going to be disappointed with a top ten finish, um, and neither should they. That's right where we were expected to be on paper.
0: Yeah, you came in at tenth, and you finished tenth. So right. yeah, and right. next year just build from that, right? Yeah. That's the goal. So, well, and then. Where do you go from, yeah, obviously, moving forward, what's the goal for the women moving forward? I mean, national title, another national title.
3: 3 I'll <laughs> say it. I think we have the people. I mean, obviously, you know, we lose Carly. We lose Terriana, which is huge. We lose Michelle.
0: You mean you're um, not going to come back another year, Terriana?
3: We're working on that. We're, we're <laughs> trying. I'm tempted. We're trying. If people want to comment on the podcast to get some votes yeah, for Terry we'll to come back. we'll start a little poll. <laughs> Um, but I feel down. like, you know, you never know. You can't control, you know, Mason says it all the time, you can't control other people. We don't know what the other schools are going to bring in and, and who was out this year that might be back next year. We can only control us. But I feel like the women we have back definitely have what it takes to, to defend and do what we did and, and potentially even score, you know, more points. And I think the guys team, you look at our four-by-one, you know, we had two freshmen on there. Um, so that that's a group that I think... Uh, is, is a podium group you know C- coach talked about Harvey you know to, to go to nationals as a true freshman is is very rare very hard to do and to get that experience now he's been there um, I, I think for those, those young athletes so um, I, I got to think the guys you know have dreams and visions of, of trying to get on the podium you know next year since we have all those guys back I think that's a, a realistic goal for them and I'm not trying to put expectations on them I'm just saying with the group we have back and the people we had at the national meet um, you know in 2022 that's a group that could definitely um, put themselves in the hunt for being a top four team I think
0: all right well Teriana, Mason Ethan Bob Matt thank you so much for coming in congratulations on another tremendous year and we look forward to see what's moving forward what happens next year right or you know, barring another pandemic, we you will know, see how things go, the, the but, but no. case. <laughs> thanks again so much for coming in, kind of sharing your experiences, talking about it and, uh, letting everybody know what it's like to be national champions. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Appreciate thank you. you. Go to you, Hawks. Thanks for having us. All right.
0: well, thanks again. And thank you to our producer, Trent Hanselman. And thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts, as well as Loras news and features, be sure to visit the Loras Daily website at daily.loras.edu. While you're there, you can sign up for email notifications so you don't miss out on anything, Loris, and stay up to date with track and field and all of Duhawk athletics by visiting Duhawks.com. We hope you'll join us next time for another Duhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Duhawks!